Welcome to Become. I'm so happy you're here. I am your cheerleader and guide to become more, more authentic in how you operate your business, career, and life. More hopeful about achieving your goals, more aligned with your gifts and amazing abilities, more freedom filled with happiness and contentment. Your human design chart is beautiful and that means you are beautiful. Your human design chart has special gifts and that means you have special gifts. Each episode I share how you can operate to have more authenticity, more hope, more alignment, and more freedom. Let's start becoming more. Welcome everyone. I'm Courtney Koenig, igniting your human design to become a powerful, profitable, purposeful boss of your business, of your career, and of your life. I am so excited to be having another human design and coach and expert come on today. And this is Christy Sullivan, and she is an author and speaker on a mission to help busy women stop overworking and start overflowing. I love that. That's so beautiful. Christy is a lead author of the best-selling Amazon book called Stop Overworking. There you go. (laughs) And Start Overflowing. She is a co-author of three collaborative books. She teaches internationally and has been featured on dozens of podcasts, workshops, and conferences. She is also a certified yoga instructor for nearly two decades. Christy, thank you so much for being on the show today. Thank you for inviting me and giving me the opportunity, Courtney. I'm so glad we could uh, connect and have this interview and really deep dive into human design because uh, it's such a special tool that we can use in our lives and we can um, utilize this in, in a deeper way today. So thank you so much for being here. My pleasure. I love talking about human design. was excited to meet you and to learn that you also enjoy talking about human design. <laughs> yes, we're two human design gurus, coaches, experts in our field. So we're gonna, this is going to be an amazing podcast episode. Um, so I love to get to know our guests coming on. And I would love to um, know what is a favorite book or show that you've been really into, either like something deep or fun, whatever. Is there, do you have a favorite one that you've been really into lately? Besides HGTV, which I usually watch because I love like watching renovations, transformations. I think that's what it is. It's part of that transformation theme. I also seem to be drawn to like some of the sci-fi things that like are really like out of the box thinking, um, one that comes to mind, and, and not a lot of people are probably watching it, is something called Snowpiercer. It comes on usually in January, but it's like this, you know, way of the world like shutting down because of uh, global freezing. And it was great. It's just a crazy story, but I, I don't know something about it. I'm just like, what if that's possible? <sighs> that sounds amazing. That sounds really interesting. Oh, I'll have to check that out. Um, do you have a favorite place that you've traveled to? love Hawaii. I know you were there because I saw that recently on your social. I think it's just so magical there. Um, and I actually visited Hawaii on my way back from Australia, which is another amazing place that I've been to. Oh, wow. Oh, Australia would be phenomenal, but yeah, Hawaii has the best energy. It's 
so magical. I thought at first it would be maybe overrated um, when I went there, but I, we got there and I was like, this is magic. The yeah. people live here, no wonder they're so awesome. <laughs> it's hard not to be surrounded by that energy and swimming with turtles and stuff. I mean, just glorious. It totally is. There's there's just, I, it's been a long time since I've been there. So I'd love to go back, but I just remember feeling that it was just so unique, so different. Yes. Yeah. It's like nothing I've ever experienced ever, you know? Yeah. We're hoping to go back someday very sooner than later, because I was like, we need to go to the different islands and, and stay here for like a month. <laughs> it was so great. <laughs> So, um, Christy, so tell us, um, I would love to hear about your human design before we dive into, um, our conversation today, but what, tell it, tell everybody what your human design type is and your, um, inner authority and profile. Sure. So my type is generator. Mm -hmm. My authority is sacral. So I'm a typical sacral generator and my profile is four, six, the, um, opportunist role model, at least that's in using the traditional, um, human design, um, language. Now I was recently at the human design conference in Colorado with Karen Curry Parker and learned all about this quantum language. So if you don't know, the generators are also called alchemists. Which so suits generators, you know, I love that trans, you know, taking what is there and transforming it to a new level and yeah you know all the work and, and the, having the passion behind that transformation in whatever area of business and life that looks like that they put their focus to that's so beautiful so we're gonna um dive in today really talking about uh, renewal practices for human design but i would love to hear about your human design origin origin story how did you discover human design and what has it done for you in your life? Well, I always say human design finds you, I think. And about six years ago, I opened an email up from a friend and mentor who um, mentioned a coaching program she was doing um, that just caught my attention. And I didn't know that we would be learning about human design as part of that. So that's where I discovered human design, but it was at a time in my life. I think I was doing a lot of inner work and personal growth and really felt like, um, the human design tool was just a great way for me to really get to know, um, what, what, how I operated, what was underneath these layers, especially layers of conditioning and of beliefs and programming that I had accumulated through life. Um, and because it's your energetic blueprint and it's really who you are at your core, it just resonated at that time for me. So I learned about it six years ago. Um, I've been studying it and, you know, dipping my toes, I say, so to speak, going down the rabbit hole bit by bit. And about two years ago, I really, uh, had an opportunity to start living the experiment. Um, I really stepped into using the strategy of a generator to respond to opportunities when I left my marketing career and then had sort of an open door to decide, well, what's next? What am I going to do next? And um, ever since then, I've just been using that uh, strategy to help lead me into building a business, which I didn't even plan to teach human design. And so I now love just sharing that. And I'm still a student. I'm still 
much learning um, those bits and pieces in the rabbit hole about my own design. Oh, that's beautiful. How did you feel like um, after your human design experiment? And I know we're always learning because that's, we're human, you know? Um, and even though we coach and we're experts in this area, we're always showing up for ourselves first. But how did you feel, I guess, before as a generator, you know, before you're knowing you were a generator and how did you feel after? Yeah, that's a good question. Um, I felt when I look back, I realized how hard I would always be working, or at least under the idea that I wasn't maybe working hard enough. I wasn't getting everything that I wanted. I wasn't achieving or um, getting to the level of success that I put on myself, but I always felt like I could be working harder. And while generators do like to work and be productive and busy, it made me realize that I needed to back off on that pushing initiation and um, the way that, that really manifestors are built to be doing. And, and, you know, the saying is that we're all, many of us generators, but we're all taught to be manifestors. So just go out, make it happen. That, that Nike slogan, just do it. And yes. so it just, it really dawned on me and I felt like, wow, I can relax a little bit and not give myself um, this expectation or beat myself up if I'm not meeting it. Yes. Yeah. That freedom from expectations that don't match what's in our inner soul is part of this deconditioning work that we always talk about in human design, right? So deconditioning really leads us to more freedom. And through that, that's what I found too, you know, is I had these weights taken off my shoulder. I guess apparently I was holding like a whole huge, heavy backpack of expectations from myself and from others. But oftentimes I think the expectations we have on ourselves are so weighty and so impossible that no other human being would put that upon us, you know? So telling my brain, Hey, you know, um, as a projector, Hey, you know, those naps that you needed in the afternoons always, or, you know, those like eight, nine hours of sleep. Um, that's a need. And this is why, you know, and it yes. comes to my mind that justification, well, okay, this is how I'm built. So I'm going to operate more true to that and feel the freedom that comes with that. Yeah, definitely freedom. And while I still know how to work hard and I know it's really to my benefit to do it with things that light me up, what really is the right kind of work, because then it doesn't even feel like hard work. It just feels like um, I'm doing what I love. And um, the idea of responding and giving myself that permission and that freedom to say no to things that, first of all, don't light me up or that just are not right for me. And to say yes to the opportunities that come my way that are, I call it like the generator is mag and magnetic and attracting those opportunities. So I don't have to work so hard that I'm overwhelmed and burned out. Yes, yeah, exactly. And my clients that are generators and manifesting generators, well, and projectors and manifestors and reflectors, you know, they all have, different ways of renewing and um, nurturing themselves. 
And, but oftentimes I find with no matter the energy type that it's been a struggle for them to have those renewing practices, to feel like they can take time for themselves and pour into themselves. And I also tell, I'm like, I work with um, business owners and um, bosses. And I'm like, you know, you are the vision keeper of your business. That is your number one priority is it is my business aligned with who I am and where I want it to go. Um, and you can't feel that if you're like crying on the floor, do you know, like, because you've been working 20 hour days, you know, um, I was just coaching a generator and she's like, has these cycles of a burnout, you know, she's like going a thousand miles an hour and then she just hits the fan and her body crashes and forces her to stop and slow down. And I was like, let's take out those things. And I know that renewing is not count is not intuitive for you. So we're going to kind of roadmap this out in what this looks like for you so that you're not having crash and burn cycles as well. Yeah. And I think that, you know, so much of our life is conditioning and programming, especially what's been passed down. It's not just from our parents, but it's from their parents and generations and, mm -hmm. and media and uh, not just social media, but um, the, the public media, then just authority figures and leaders and mm -hmm. all of that sort of the messaging that we're getting since an early age um, seeps in. And when we let the mind take over and really um, think that that's the truth, that's who we are, our true self, you know, when really we all are uniquely built and have our own ways of really what we need, what, not just what we want, but what we need and um, what's best for us to be in the alignment of who we are. Yes. Yeah. Being in that alignment of who we really are and not um, instead of going down this freeway that that's congested with a bunch of cars, you know, um, it's open road, it's smooth sailing. We're not hitting potholes. We're not, um, getting pulled over, you know, <laughs> we're doing things that really nurture us and renew us on a, on a deep level. And we can really connect that with our human design as well. Yeah. So, um, how can, how can each design type, is there best practices for each design type to nurture and renew them, uh, renew? Well, as we know, like the, the type strategy is so key. So when you look at, for example, projectors, since you're, you're one Courtney, um, I was talking to a projector recently and, um, I think what may work for you may be different than another projector. But when I was talking to one projector and I asked how her self-care was, she said, um, I'm doing some things in the evening right before bed. And when you look at the strategy of the type, I was like, that's great because you're giving yourself some downtime before you sleep. And that's important for the energy of the projector because it helps release any energy you've picked up. And then I asked her, um, you know, are you taking any downtime throughout the day? And she goes, no, I could be better. And I, and I challenged her. I just said, if you do, and you could see your business thriving, I mean, th that's the magic of it. So it may be taking downtime, going out for a walk. It may be uh, napping. It may just be laying horizontal. Um, so I tell people that I speak with about the idea of experimenting, but doing it in a way that 
is going to benefit you more. Like, so allow yourself that time to try it and to see what the results are, because I think that's, what's beautiful is if we really trust the strategy for our type, do it in a way that serves us. So for projectors, it's adding in some downtime. For generators, it's learning to say no, listen to your sacral or your authority to say yes to the right things and also using up our energy throughout the day, right? So we need to add a little movement and extra um, release for our energy. Um, And for the other types, it's again, more downtime. So when you do it in a way that serves you, there is gonna be amazing things that come out of that. Yeah. And there's that permission to do an activity. Like for me coming into my human design, I was thinking I, I, and I usually had to rest in the afternoon, you know, I usually kind of crash. So, but I would never give myself permission to rest. I would always go into resting moments. Um, and I needed like a 15, 20 minute nap. I mean, that's not long, you know, come on. Um, so And I would be like, oh my goodness, what is wrong with me? Why can't I just do this? You know, why can't I just go, 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 you know? And it was so detrimental to those rest times because they weren't really rest anymore. They were just like, you kind of stink because you need to do this, you know? Yeah. Well, the conditioning, the conditioning is there, that voice of like, I probably shouldn't be doing this or, you know, why don't you have the energy? And so what's important too, for any type is that when you're doing self-care and this could not just, may not just be again, downtime, but it's that inner work for you to recognize your conditioning. We need to make sure we're not judging what we choose to do. And we're just coming at it from a neutral place of, I want to try this to see where, where it leads me. And, you know, for like the projector types, you may, they may find, finally, they do have the energy once they're taking those rests or downtime. The generator is feeling also more energy when they're not saying yes to everything and getting over busy. So there has to be this um, check in internally with how are you judging yourself? Why are you doing that? And how can you release it? Yes. And what would you say to, um, to manifesting generators and generators who are these energy types, they have this defined sacral. So they have this go, go, go energy all the time. And so definitely rest and renew is very counterintuitive to them. How do you help them to see how important that is? Well, I think we're in such a society of burnout too that we all do need rest, even the generators and manifesting generators. Um, someone once described that even manifesting generators, they need the sprinkling of downtime because they use up that battery pretty quickly and they do need to recharge themselves as well. So it's this interesting kind of idea that um, maybe we all do need rest um, or at least slowing down and being mindful, right? Mm -hmm. Um, Maybe the manifesting generator who tends to act quick and fast Um, they can do that, but at some times they also need to balance that with a little bit of maybe time alone or just going out and doing quick walking instead of quick, um, errand running that, that is often, you know, like busyness again. Yeah. So just finding that balance too. Yeah. Well, and 
the MGs and the gens that I coach and interact with. And I really point them into a direction of do a hobby that fills you up. You know, it's not work related. It's not to do's from your family, but it's a hobby where you're actually doing something that can, and that a lot of times can calm your mind, you know, all this inspiration and thinking that's going on as well for those energy types that have those. But um, you can really put yourself in a space where you're like, I'm enjoying doing this just for the pure enjoyment, you know, just for that pure, um, for me, you know? Yeah. And I think what you just said, you know, you were about to touch on sort of on, uh, I think the energy centers too can help teach us different ways for self-care. So if you um, dive into the design a little bit more, if you've got definition in the head and those thoughts are going to constantly be there, it may be hard to do like meditation. So I've heard the advice of um, doing like a walking meditation or a mantra meditation. Um, and it's just not going to empty the mind completely. So that's okay. And um, if you, you know, have an open route, how can you ground yourself and, um, and release some of that pressure that builds up in the open route, especially if you have open head as well. Um, so things that just what, what do you see? And, and that's why I think people can come to people like you and I to help have that discussion about what based on your chart might be some options to help with rest and renewal, self-care, and really what I call aligning you to the energy blueprint that you really have. Yes. Yeah, totally. And again, those energy centers have so many gifts that they can give us and perspective as well. And, and yeah, I, um, I have MGs who are like, I cannot sit still and meditate is not for me, but I should meditate, you know? I should be doing this um, because people tell me that's what I should be doing, you know, uh, and it clearly doesn't work for them. And all that baggage of shoulds just isn't working. So doing something like painting, you know, or walking outside can really engage their energy and clear their mind. And it doesn't look traditionally like a blank canvas. Yeah. And when we're talking about deciding what to do, that's where the authority really comes in. And I think, again, um, it's different for different people. Um, the activity of what your inner wisdom says, yes, this is what we should be doing. Um, but you do have inner wisdom and you will feel it in your body when it's the right thing to do. Like if suddenly you try painting and it's like, this just lights you up, then do more of that or do that for your self-care on a consistent basis. Do the things that light you up where your authority is also giving you that signal of, yes, please let's do this. And it's not, it's a, it's a hell, heck yes, hell yes. Instead of <laughs> this, mm, I probably shouldn't, or why can't I? And, and that's the authority. That's not the authority. That's the mind taking over. Yes. Yeah, totally. Well, and it is, um, the listen to your body. That's what I loved when I came into human design and I had always been really thoughtful about how I treated my body and knowing that my body was there for me and things like that. So I love that piece of human design. That's, Hey, listen to our body. We have all the answers inside of us. 
We just need to give it space and permission. And we need a guide too, you know, like it's nice to have another person say, Hey, this is on your chart. And then the brain's like, Oh yeah, that's on my chart. You know, they, the brain has a hard time, like with, um, it wants facts and things like that. You know, it's trying to find loopholes and things. And that's another reason that I love human design is only birth based on our date of birth, you know, that's yeah, magic that's just there. It's all, it's just waiting for us. It doesn't ebb and flow. Um, or we don't have to answer a bunch of questions to see what, what we are. We just are what we are. We're anchored within that very space. Yeah. I love that word anchor. Yeah. Yeah. Um, now, uh, oh, okay. I was going to ask you about generators, um, and manifesting generators that have that, well, let's t- kind of touch on inner authority, but they have that sacral inner authority, right? Um, and they can have other inner authorities as well, emotional inner authority. Um, but that yes feeling so oftentimes it's not, they haven't listened. So they're not quite sure. What does that yes feel like? Like if I'm stepping into renewing myself and what feels good to me, can you describe, especially being from that sacral, um, inner authority, what does that feel like? Yeah, that's a good question. So when I describe it, I, I teach it through this story. Um, if you have children or imagine a child and you ask them, would you like a hot dog for lunch? And they say, uh-huh, or, uh-uh, that is the sacral response. And children, well, while we were children, often we were very easily connected to that. And probably the sacral was making those kind of sounds or responses. And someone taught us to use our words and then use the head. And it took us away from those uh uh-huh, uh-uh sounds and responses. So I encourage people to go back to that. And sometimes I do a little experiment where I'll ask a set of questions like, um, do you like this food? Is this your name? And just to see how it sounds in the body and it also comes from a deeper place. We can fake it with the throat, I think too, but we know that it's really that deeper wisdom when it's coming from um, more of the body stomach area, I would say. And so you kind of feel it, you feel it. And, and even though I, the other day, I was not asking myself yes or no questions, but what I notice is when something clicks for me, I feel this like burst of energy. It's like a yes. Mm. Like it's just, it's not even the uh aha or uh uh-uh. It's just this feeling of yes, that it's like the lighting up. And, and the other day I was, something happened and I was trying to figure something out in my schedule. And then I realized I could make it work in a different way. And I was like, yeah, you know, like that yes feeling happened. That's what I felt in my sacral. Oh, that's really beautiful. Yeah. Having that language around that, the yes feeling. And I feel like even, um, I noticed when you were saying yes, you were leaning in, you know, and no, is it leaning back? You know, we can look at our body language as far as like, is it expansion? Is it, um, you know, like, oh yeah, that sounds, you know, great versus, uh, you know, I'm not sure, you know, that type of thing. So, and it's a muscle that we develop, you know, listening to that inner authority, but it can even guide us through this renewal and self-care practices of like, how do I really need to nurture myself? You know, um, 
and to look at that in a deeper way. So that is really beautiful. So um, we could probably keep going and going and going forever, right? <laughs> but I would love to hear where people can find you and connect with you. You just, um, you have this beautiful book really talking about flowing and within our tools and um, of human design. So where can people connect with you and work with you? Sure. Thank you. Um, my website is Christy H. Sullivan and it's K-R-I-S-T-I-H-S-U-L-L-I-V-A-N. And um, I'm also on Facebook uh, with a group called Christie's Human Design and Self-Care Community. So if you'd like to join that, and that's where I talk about human design and self-care. I'm also on Instagram as Christy H. Sullivan. And yeah, thank you for mentioning my book. Um, it came out last year in, in the fall. It's almost a year old. Um, and it's actually a collaborative book. So I have 25 other human design experts or enthusiasts who wrote their story of how they discovered human design and the tools um, that they're using in, in their journey. And so it's kind of like chicken soup for the soul. You could open up to any chapter and uh, read that person. And there's a blend of generators, manifesting generators, some projectors, a few manifestors, and I have one reflector who's also in the book. Oh my goodness. Oh, yeah. I love reflectors so much. I um, recently met another reflector and she was on Instagram and she said she was a reflector. And I was like, oh my goodness, no wonder you're so cool. You know, like <laughs> I could feel from your Instagram that you were amazing. And this is why, you know, so I just think it's so beautiful. I love that. Yeah. And the, the conference I was at recently, the human design conference, there were about 60 people in person, maybe a hundred with the online participants and three in person were reflectors. It was really, we were just amazed that we got to enjoy their, um, their open auras with us. Yes. Oh, that's beautiful. And for those that don't know, a reflector is a reflector because all the centers on that body graph are in white. They're all undefined and there's magic in undefined. I think so oftentimes we think, oh, well, the defined centers are the really cool ones. Well, no, there's no judgment in human design. It's just, you are what you are. And there's magic in undefined centers. And that could be a whole nother podcast. <laughs> and they're rare because they're only 1%. So it's a small yeah, percentage. A small percentage of the world bringing their gifts. Um, Christy, thank you so much for being on today. So appreciate it. We'll drop all the um, links in the show notes. And please, um, everybody connect with Christy, get her book and get on this human design journey. It will bless your life. Thank you, Christy. Thank you. Thank you for being a part of this episode. I so appreciate you connecting with me. Screenshot this episode and put it up in your stories and make sure you tag Courtney Koenig and then I can shout you out as well. Please subscribe to get every episode and rate this podcast and write a review. I love hearing from you. Check out the show notes for more ways that we can connect and work together. Let's rise to thrive.